Hello and welcome to the special gratitude edition of Wandering Thoughts. My name is David and I am one half of Call Me Limbo. Day last week talked a little bit about gratitude and what he was thankful for since that is the reason for the season, being thankful. Um, I'm recording this on Thanksgiving evening. This will come out tomorrow on Black Friday. And I wanted to talk a little bit about some things that I was thankful for as well. Um, Before I do that, though, I actually... (laughs) I wanted to follow up on something that... Day talked about in his episode. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and him talking a lot about music and the music that brings him joy, especially this time of the year. Um, since I've known Day, he's always been really interested in music and he's an incredibly talented singer, writer, producer, musician himself. And first of all, before I go into the music thing, I want to say thank you to him as well um, for creating this podcast with me and creating this community with me. Like, I am incredibly thankful um, for him and his friendship and for, yeah, for, for creating Call Me Limbo with me. I believe, I need to double check, but... I believe that this is episode 25, which I think is a is a milestone and I am grateful for in and of itself. So if you've made it this far, thank you. I am grateful to you as well. I know Day is as well. Um, but yeah, so it's like Day talks a little bit about last last week about how one of his favorite Christmas songs, I believe was or is Carol of the Bells. And I can no longer... Well, when I was in the handbell choir, I know I talked about this in the religion episode, one of our first ever episodes that I was in the handbell choir at my church growing up in Nebraska. Um, We played Carol of the Bells. But now I can no longer think of Carol of the Bells, or I can no longer... I can no longer hear Carol of the Bells without hearing this version from Miel Bredo. She's a comedian and social media influencer. And I heard this on, I think it was Instagram. I think I saw it on Instagram. Well, this is the actual produced version of Miel Bredo's Carol of the Bells. And I would like to share it with all of you. So here it is. So day this is this is what I think of whenever I hear Carol of the Bells and feel free to uh, feel free to sing along if you know the words.
If that doesn't put you in the Christmas spirit, I don't know what does. Um, but yes, that was Miel Bredo's version of Carol the Bells t- with the lyrics of Slob on My Knob. And I will be rating this episode explicit already in the first few <laughs> minutes. But I did just want to, um, want to, want to play that because I thought it was funny. So shifting, shifting gears a little bit, I did want to talk a little bit about what I am grateful for. I, what's, what's been really interesting is I've been talking a lot about kind of this same, this same theme in therapy about happiness and joy and gratitude and radiance. And I know I've talked about this in a couple of other episodes. Recently, some of these feelings related to happiness have also coincided with a little bit of guilt um, with everything going on over in the Middle East and the the genocide that is being committed against Palestinians and the land that is being stolen from them and has been being has been stolen over the last several decades. Um, it's been really interesting to to want to feel like I'm actively resisting through the art of celebration or through feeling happiness or joy. And I also have been feeling a little bit of guilt too, because it it seems like that that is also a luxury to be able to, to share love and warmth and happiness um, in our in our current world. So I did want to start with that. But yeah, I was like, I have been incredibly thankful for my friends, my family. I know it's trite, but I feel like I have been able to reconnect with a lot of friends who I hadn't seen in several several years this year in 2023 and host host some of them and also go out to visit some of them. So thank you for your friendship and for listening to this podcast too. Like I, um, I really do appreciate the support and I know that day does as well. I'm also thankful to, to have a place that I call home. I consider Denver to be to be my home and this is where I am creating my life and where I want to continue to create my life and create my legacy. My realtor actually who sold me sold me my townhouse about 4 years ago um dropped off a Thanksgiving pie a couple of days ago and there was a piece of paper on it that just said gratitude home is not a place it's a feeling. And I've the longest place I've ever lived was in Nebraska for like 19 years of my life. And um, it was a great place to grow up. And it was a place that I was ready to leave. I am thankful that I was able today on Thanksgiving Day when I'm recording this, I'm thankful that I was able to get up at 4.45 in the morning and hit the road by 5.30 to be there to spend Thanksgiving like breakfast and the main lunch with with my family. I was there by 8.30. And then, um, yeah, after I finished, after I finished eating my meal, I, <laughs> I don't do that in Nebraska. 
Um, <laughs> uh, um, I'm making myself laugh, but I, yeah, after I finished eating my, my Thanksgiving meal, I was able to hit the road by like 2.45 and I got back to Denver by 5.45. And so it was just so nice to be able to go back and spend that time with, with my family, with my nieces, with my sister, and also be able to get back to the place that I call home because it is a feeling and I do feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I don't know, every four years, it seems like I'm ready to uproot my life and throw it into chaos, whether that's like move to a new city, start a new job. Um, Those are usually the two big things that I do. That's the pattern of behavior. And I'm not looking to do that. Like there is comfort. There's a relative amount of comfort and stability. And there's, um, it's not necessarily something that I've always equated with comfort. I've always equated it with boredom because I'm always looking for a new shiny object or a new thrill. And it just feels really, really nice to know that this is where I want to be for the foreseeable future. And I'm around people who I want to be around, who I feel like, uplift me and challenge me and are aligned with me in a lot of ways in shaping the kind of world that we want to live in through public policy, through our actions, um, and just the way, yeah, our individual actions and our collective actions. So I'm really appreciative of, of that. Um, and you know who else is appreciative are a lot of just random companies. I don't know about any of you listening, but I have gotten more random, like, spam from places I've probably, I, like, don't recall receive ever receiving an email from. I got an email from, like, a furniture company, like, a random furniture store um, the other day. I got, a like, an email from my mortgage company, my solar panel company. I got a text message from some insurance company that I literally don't even know or hadn't heard of. And they were all expressing their gratitude um, to just for me being a customer. And I was just like, huh? Okay. Um, but yeah, I just thought that that was kind of funny. And so I was like, it, what, what it reminded me of, what, and one, I know that companies do this like every year because they're also trying to like get get their brand identity in your mind for the next day on Black Friday. I did notice that some of the big box retailers were opening at like 6 a.m. on Black Friday. I worked for the Red and Khaki store when we were open on Thanksgiving Day. And I believe we opened for three years on Thanksgiving at like 10 p.m., 8 p.m., and 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day, if I remember correctly. And the way that the corporate propaganda was around, like, oh, this is going to be such a great day. We get to drive sales and please the guest. And, like, it, like, the way that they, like, sold it to us as this was, like, something that we got to spend with our quote-unquote work family um, instead of our actual families and friends was really interesting. So I'm I'm really thankful as well to see that companies have, have shifted away from that. I'm guessing they are... They shifted away from it because it wasn't as profitable as they as they had as as it could as it could be. Um, I know that when I worked there, we like were paying like 
we were paying overtime rate plus like shift differential pay. So the wages were much higher on those days, which was great for the team members. It also wasn't as great for the company's like bottom line. So it makes sense to me a little bit why they're opening on, on Friday now in the morning, which I'm glad that like workers are able to, um, spend that, spend that time with, with their family and friends, not laboring. And it also got me thinking too, on my way back, I was thinking about like essential, essential workers. And I was thinking about hospitals, like nurses and especially nurses and doctors who are working today on Thanksgiving every, literally every day. Um, when I worked for the Green Apron Coffee Company, um, that's not the actual name. That's just a, an image. Um, we were, my store was open every single day of the year as well. And I was like, I don't know if I would consider coffee to be an essential service, but you tell me if you think that coffee is an essential, essential service. But I did think about how like convenience store clerks are also like essential workers and how many of these convenience stores were open today as well as I was traveling back and forth to Nebraska, from from Denver to Nebraska and right back. I wish we could remember three, three and a half years ago when these everyday heroes we were so thankful for and we couldn't do this without because they are the ones that make our economy run. And I see so many of these workers advocating for for better wages through collective bargaining or just better even working conditions. And I'm so, I'm so also like excited and I'm thankful too that these workers are recognizing their value too. And that they're, that they're like starting to rise up and push back against the, the people who maybe own the means of production, even though these workers are the ones whose labor is producing their wealth. So, um, thank you to the convenience store workers who were, who were working today too. I, I am grateful, um, grateful for you. And something, there's a couple of things that I think are kind of funny. As I was thinking about my drive today, I was on the road for six hours total. Um, and one, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but <laughs> there, this is taking a wild turn from slob on my knob in the, in the key of Carol of the Bells to the nuclear heartland. Look it up. Um, it's where the U.S. stores a ton of their nuclear weapons. And it's in, like, the panhandle of Nebraska, like, southeast Wyoming and northeast Colorado. And so, like, when I drive, it's wild. You can see tons of, like, literally um, dozens of nuclear missile silos not that far off of the side of the highway and it's it's wild and so like i am thankful again that we have never experienced like a mass casualty event because of a nuclear weapon in our in our country and i think that that is something to be really grateful for and we're also really lucky that no accidents have have happened, um, especially considering the number. So grateful that I am not um, evaporated nuclear material. Yeah. 
Something else that I think is kind of funny on my way back, there is a, there's a hardware shop that is like right connected to it. It's in the same building. There is a retail space. It's the same space that is a gun shop and liquor store combo. If you're wondering, you probably weren't wondering, but you probably figured this out automatically, but this is on the Nebraska side of my drive. And if you don't know this about me, I am a gun store NIMBY, not in my backyard. I don't want that really anywhere near where I where I live. And so I am thankful that that is not near where I call home. I am also thankful for rest. I went to pick up a buttermilk pie for my family to take back for Thanksgiving dinner tonight. And when I picked it up, the woman working who owns the restaurant was telling me about how she is so excited. She was so excited for Thanksgiving Day and I believe tomorrow, Friday, Black Friday off as well, because she had not had two days off in a row for three years. Think about that. Three years without more than a single day of rest um, consecutively. And so I also got to thinking about how grateful I am that I have a job that allows me to rest. One job. And... I, th- I think that rest is productive and I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that I, I think back to when I was in graduate school and I was like, I was a full-time grad student and I was working three part-time jobs. And I was like, it was you, when you're in those, when you're in those moments, you do them out of survival because you're just trying to address your basic physiological needs. And, I am incredibly grateful that I have a career now that does allow me to have two consecutive days off in a row, almost, almost weekly. There are times during the year that I do work every day of the week. However, that is just temporary and it's not, and it's not that many. And so, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful that I can tell you the last time I can remember the last time that I had two consecutive days off in a row. Um, I mean, I'm incredibly grateful for that. And the last thing, at least I think the last thing for now that I'm thankful for is I was watching Squid Game, the challenge last night on Netflix and I've, I've seen the original, the, the South Korean show and it's what well, I normally day knows this about me. Normally I am not that into scripted shows. I, I love reality television and this scripted show like really, really had a hold on me. It was very captivating. And this was even with it dubbed over in English because reading the subtitles makes me kind of really tired and I fall asleep. So I had it dubbed over in English and even the voiceover acting was not that great. It was fine. But I, um, 
I know I probably would have felt the feeling a little bit more had I just read the read the subtitles. That's neither here nor there. But the the game show, the challenge is it's fine. Like it it didn't necessarily have as much of a hold on me. I felt like they were trying to produce produce it more than it necessarily needed to be like I don't know, it felt it felt a little slow moving. Um, but the first line from one of the contestants in the, in, on the game show, she said, who's not in debt? We're facing a recession. I'm not getting paid at work for this. You're dreaming. You're taking a chance. And the whole premise of the, the original Squid Game is that people, will compete in childhood games basically and if you if you're eliminated you're like literally like wiped out from like living that's the eliminated this episode really is going to be explicit um i should should have given a trigger warning at the beginning this is the trigger warning however many minutes in we're in um story of my life if you've listened this long you you know this about me but um i'm just really thankful that i'm also i've never i've never felt like i have been so economically desperate where i would have to do behaviors that i wouldn't ordinarily think of purely based out of survival and i know that a lot of people have to make life and death decisions um Frequently, and I'm really thankful and really grateful that I have a community of people around me who are my social safety net and have have not allowed me to slip beneath that that line. And again, there is stability and comfort in in that. Also in Squid Game, the challenge, another one of the contestants talks about, he says, sympathy is only a weakness. And Again, I was thinking about being able to have empathy and try and trying to convey positive intent or positive, assuming positive intent or um, going into a situation, attempting to see see the good in it or the light in it or the love in it, and and leading with empathy. I'm trying. And it's hard sometimes, but again, I also know that I'm only really able to do that because my basic like physiological needs are being met. And I also feel safe where, where I, where I am in the place I call home. And so I, again, like I think about these, these either manufactured environments on these game shows or these manufactured environments that we call economies and how these environments are structured in ways where too many of us are not able to have our basic or simply our basic needs met. And so I guess as I as I wrap up and as I think about ending 2023, I reflect back on it with radical radiance 
with hope, with gratitude, with humility, and with a renewed fire in my belly going into 2024 to not only make that this make this the best year for me to also make it the the best year for people in my life and in my community that is my hope um through whatever sphere of influence i have and again my challenge to you would be to think about the the sphere of influence that you have how you're showing up and which version of Carol of the Bells you're singing. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, let us know how you're celebrating the end of the year, what you're thinking about for 2024. You can contact us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and threads at Call Me Limbo Pod. Um, it, also, if you're able... It would be a great Christmas present, too. We celebrate Christmas. There is The war on Christmas is non-existent over here at Call Me Limbo. Um, <laughs> we celebrate Christmas. We also celebrate. We want to be inclusive of all holidays. But if you would like to give us a Christmas present, you can do so at our Venmo and Cash App at Call Me Limbo Pod, or you can give us a recurring gift on Patreon by becoming a member at Call Me Limbo Pod. Um, yeah, and so that's it. Again, thank you so much for listening. And in conclusion, like I always say, stay feral, stay fabulous, stay free.